All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's when Patrick takes jams from uh, some uh, different genre but based on a new theme. Uh, we're supposed to gather clues and hints from those songs that lead us to the new theme of the day. Uh, and I'll admit, I stole this from the Specs text line. Harold the Dog says, is it Earth Day? Yes. Okay. It is Earth Day. It's Saturday. There you go. Thank you, Have the Dog. Okay. On the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. If you would also uh, like to help out the show, uh, we would appreciate your participation on the Specs text line. Great job there, Patrick, because I definitely wouldn't have gotten that. No, do you know Mercy Me is one of the best Earth Day songs, Mercy, Mercy Me? Is yeah, it it's really? called Mercy, Mercy Me, The Ecology. And this is a whole thing where he's basically describing... How the planet needs to get fixed a little bit. Wow. And how we need and to be more aware and conscious yeah. about how we treat the planet. Yes. I did not know that. That is what this song is about. That is fantastic. That's why I love my See, man that's why you learn something new every week. I man. love well, that's why I love the musically themed days of the week. Yeah. I've and a lot if of you stuff. want the earth to be plentiful and give bounty to you to celebrate four twenty, you gotta take care of the earth. We do we do it need all to, ties together. Yeah, we need to do a better <laughs> job of that. I think all of us we need to do a better I, job. I did. Of that. I did try and select songs that are a bit more positive. There's a lot of negative Earth Day songs that are like y'all really screwed it up and things are bad. <laughs> it's I too late. I try to pick die. more songs about how the Earth is beautiful and let's, let's preserve the happiness and beauty of it. I try to pick more of that. <laughs> it's too late. We're all gonna die. Thank you very much, <laughs> boomers. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. You're right about that. Uh, I will say this. Um, and. And when I do have kids, I'll probably try to say my parents randomly were kind of big hippies when it came to being conscious about the environment. Like I remember my mom would. Oh, and I was so embarrassed at the time. But now I take a lot of pride in it. She would drop us off like in the hood, in the middle of the front of the neighborhood where it was a lot of trash. And we just had to pick up trash until it was all gone. Mm. She'd be like, oh, this is, she's like, this looks disgusting. And then she would go to the house, grab trash bags, drive us up to the front neighborhood, and drop us off. And be like, pick up that trash. All of our friends right by, like, hey, man, y'all want to come play? We're like, nah, we got to pick up this trash. We're like, oh, y'all being paid? We're like, no, we're not being paid. We're just picking up trash. My mom does not <laughs> like the way it makes the neighborhood look, so hey, we're picking up trash. So your mom was <laughs> in charge of HOA back in the day. No, my hood didn't have no HOA. No, but that's what I'm saying. Your mom was. It was uh, mom OA. She would drop us pick off at up. random parts of the hood that's and be right. like, I don't like the way tra- it's Looks, this is disgusting. Exactly. And drop her kids off to go pick up trash at random parts of the hood. Nobody ever bothered us, but it yeah. probably seemed quite dangerous. But people thought we were doing it because we were on like probation or something. Like, nah, I love it. It was not that was mom. And it wasn't a punishment. It was just like, no. Just one thing is appreciation I for and now I it is to my to this day, I cannot stand trash and people who litter and That's trash in the neighborhood. You see it. I still go now I do, I go up to we have a school that I live by and I go up to the school and pick up trash. Yep. Like a like some old cranky old man. I just go pick up trash on my own. So it is one of those things. You should take pride in your community, in your world. Basically, treat Mother Earth like she's a part of the family. So don't be treating your mama like that. Yeah. Why are you treating That's your how mama? That's like go up to your neighbor and say, "Why are you treating your mama like that?" And they go, <laughs> "What you talking about? Like you treating your mama like trash?" No, I don't. Oh, I'm talking about your Mother Earth. Yeah. Then boom. Then just watch their face. Things change quickly. And they'll be like, "Yeah, you're right. I haven't treated my mom like trash. I, I gotta fix that. this. I gotta fix that. I gotta All fix right. This. So watch the way you treat Mother Earth. Beautiful thing. I love that. Uh, that is the new theme of the day. All right. We are also going to discuss here uh, C.J. Stroud and his draft stock, gentlemen, because we have been tracking this. I don't know what else to call it. Kind of a smear campaign against C.J. Stroud. 
Uh, we played the Michael Lombardi sound. Michael Lombardi went on, was it Vissen, and said, uh, from what he hears, he saw he's hard to coach. Just, just hard to coach. Uh, we also heard from uh, other insiders that his S2, or at least hinted that his S2 cognition test may not be all that high. Uh, so that was something else that was out there. And in Patrick's point, this out, even aside from the individual specific reports that are dra- dropping his draft stock, we haven't heard enough on the positive side. There's not right. enough. It seems like all the propaganda about C.J. Stroud is all negative. There's nothing to pump him up and to improve his draft stock. It's like anything that comes out is negative, and if it ain't negative, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. <laughs> it's crickets yep. if it ain't negative. Right. Well, we got some more. I mean, and this comes from – and it, it, this is this is not, I don't think it, – it's not that egregious. I don't think it is mean-spirited at all. It's just Brady – Brady Quinn got a lot of negative blowback from this, by the way, uh, in the Twitterverse. Uh, Jalen Ramsey came after him. Ryan Clark came after him. And it was reported by multiple uh, sites out there that um, some of this may have been uh, – misrep- some, some of this is misreporting. We'll get into that after this piece of sound. But Brady Quinn was on the, uh, I believe it's the Pick 6 podcast if I'm not mistaken, and he was talking about C.J. Stroud, and he threw out there some negative stuff that he has heard as well. And then there's some other stuff about interviews, and, and maybe, you know, for example, the Manning Passing Academy, the Manning Academy, uh, I've been told that, you know, he committed to it the night before, just kind of ghosted him, didn't show up. That's football royalty. And when you do that, that's going to kind of set off some alarms from people of like, hey, man, that's not how you conduct yourself, especially around the Manning family or just in general if you're going to be a franchise quarterback. So, uh, look, I still view him as the second quarterback uh, that should be taken in this draft class. He's the most accurate quarterback in this draft class. He showcased the athleticism and ability. Uh, anytime I've been around the kid, he's been an upstanding young man who's grown and matured into the leader that I think um, NFL teams are looking for. So, you know, some of that stuff. And, and as far as the system he plays and all the talent he plays around, he can't help that. He just can deliver the ball like he has and put up the numbers that he did. So I think he'll be the number two quarterback taken, but there is some talk right now, and maybe it's smoke screens. Who knows that maybe some of the other teams are saying, well, wait a second, if Richardson has a higher ceiling, maybe he makes more sense for us to take if we can't have a guy like Bryce Young that we feel more confident about in his processing and decision-making. Okay, and, and by the way, I do think the criticism of Brady Quinn was a little bit unfair because he 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 was mostly complimentary of C.J. Stroud from his own you know standpoint and opinion. He just said there are reports out there. By the way, Trey Wingo has also said the very same thing that nope, there are reports out there behind the scenes that are negative about C.J. Stroud. Peter King hinted at, at the same thing. Uh, then we heard Mike Lombardi throw it out there as well. So he's not the first one to, like I said, kind of join this uh, these reports or at least throw out reports that are dropping the draft stock of one C.J. Stroud. And but aside from that, it was reported, and I believe Ryan Clark threw it out there in another reporter, and I, I forget her name, and I I, I hate that because I can give her credit as well. But they reported that he he the Manning camp he never committed to it, the Manning passing right. Camp. They said he never officially committed, yeah. so there was like a misunderstanding about whether he was going. He said he never officially committed. Somebody behind the scenes there at the camp might have thought he committed, but he did not they, officially they, commit. They reached out to him late. Is the report, okay. and then he said, "I'll see what I can do." And then they took that as a yes, and he said, "I'm going to stay back and work with the people," and didn't fly out there mm-hmm. to go do it. But yeah, it, it does not seem like it's that big of a deal. It's yeah. really not. But but again, it's the conversation piece in the middle mm. of the draft that has got everybody mm. clicking and wanting to talk about 
this non-subject. It was something that you and well, I were talking about before. I don't it's think like, it's a non-subject. I don't think it's a non-subject. No, no. I, I think it's nobody can identify exactly what it, who is who's causing these rumors or where the sources are. But they're hitting like a lot of the main insights, right? Trey Wingo hit it. Now you got. I said Mike Lombardi mm. threw it out there too. Uh, Peter King hinted that. Oh yeah, he's hearing some of these things too. So people are hearing these things. What exactly are they hearing? I guess we got smoke. The, Exactly. It's, it's actually not that substance. So the, the question is true. It, this, to me, is the real point of it. Who, what's the source of all this negative negativity about C.J. Stroud, and who does it benefit? The, and that's when we get into mm. the conspiracy theory about who is putting it out there, and you got to go to who does it benefit. Who does it benefit that C.J. Stroud's draft stock drops? It, 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 it benefits it, it, every other quarterback that is in this draft who is cooperating and also okay. their agents are good. putting that out there okay. as well because I want my client okay. to be the number two quarterback off the board. So Anthony Richardson and Bruel Levis's exactly. people, they're like, put it out there, man, because it, it helps our draft stock of our clients hurts his. Okay, I like that. That's yeah. one. That's a good conspiracy theory. I'll throw out another one. Um, it could be potentially the Texans. Themselves it's holding their spot where they want to be. Because if the Texans are, are smearing C.J. Stroud, all right, this is something kind of hard. We, we uh, Patrick and I talked about. I think you were out one of those days, and Patrick and I got into this. If they, and, and I think Patrick said they should be putting out. See, uh, they should be hyping C.J. Stroud. Yes, is what you yes, said. He did. yes. But yes, this he is did. the opposite. That they're smearing C.J. Stroud because all the reports. And Patrick, this is part of your other conspiracy theory: is that they're going away from quarterback at number two. And when they go away from quarterback at number two, they don't want the public to eviscerate them in the court of public opinion because they can always go, man, y'all heard some reports about C.J. Stroud. Man, that guy dropping. His draft stock was dropping. I mean, this guy, the cognition test was very, bad. Very much I so. mean, this is a guy that's really hard to coach. We heard that. Oh, man, commitment issues with the Manning camp. We decided to go elsewhere. So it would benefit them. If they're going away from the number two overall pick with quarterback, it would benefit them. So they, in the court of public opinion, all right, they won't have to worry about everybody now later on. See, Stroud, if, if he's an all-pro quarterback or a pro bowler, they're going to get eviscerated anyway in the court of public opinion. Mm -hmm. But at least initially, people won't be so tough on the Texans because they'll say, yeah, C.J. Stroud, Stroud's draft stock was just plummeting at that point. Here's the part that, that really drives me crazy. So that's two of them. Is they act like people haven't watched <laughs> games before. <clears throat> That's the other part well, of it. Well, it's a silly season, though. But, but it, yeah. Very much so. It's a silly season. But for you to go out there and try to do all this information mm. or send it out there, uh, it goes back to our ocular proof. It goes back to what I was saying about Bryce Young. All of a sudden, his height is a problem. He's playing in the SEC against the top competition, which everybody is perceived to be the closest thing to an NFL league than anything else, and he's a Heisman Trophy winner, and he lights it up, and he had an opportunity to go back and win the Heisman. So now all of a sudden, oh, I don't know if he's going to be able to play in the league because he's so short. I don't know if he's going to be able. He's slight, but he's lighting up the league that you consider the most elite of the elite, and yet and still there's a problem with it. It's the same thing. I'm watching the games that – that uh, C.J. Stroud, I'm a closet Ohio State watcher. I watch them a lot. You know why? Because they have a lot of talent on their team. They put up a lot of points in a league that people consider, eh, 
the second toughest. But he goes out there and put up big numbers. He's going to the Heisman Trophy ceremony mm. two years in a row. But yet and still, mm. I don't know if he's that good. No, no. This is false I, I don't profit. disagree with that. This is a, it's scouting season, right? Scouts are just critics. Oh, oh, and critics, they tell you what's wrong with something most of the time. They very rarely tell you what's right. They're, they're critics for the most part. And so that, that happens with all of these prospects. They all kind of go through their skill set and take it apart. The thing that's setting C.J. Stroud apart is the slander, though, right? It seems like there's more reports. It's about slander, about dropping his draft stock, then a Bryce Young's, then an Anthony Richardson, then Will Levis. So why him particularly? So getting back to the conspiracy theory, I like your initial one. The other agents of the quarterbacks, they might want to drop C.J. Stroud's mm-hmm. draft stock because it would help out their client's draft stock. Absolutely. Uh, the Texans, I'll, like I said, I threw it out there because if they, they want to pass on a quarterback at number two, they can justify it if C.J. Stroud's draft stock is indeed dropping. Uh, honestly, I know this guy is kind of sick. I've, I, I love David Mulligetta. Went to Texas. He's a lifetime Longhorn. I call him the Johnny Cochran of NFL agents for that Deshaun Watson contract that he got. Um, but what if he just doesn't want his client to play for the Texans? Which, by the way, would be the second time if it is the truth that he doesn't want his client to play for the Texans. Maybe he knows what a fu- yep. uh, you know a, a fluster cluck of a franchise they are. Yep. And he's decided, no, CJ, trust me, man. You don't want to play for them. Yep. All right? I, I know the, the owner. He was the owner then. He's still the owner now. All right? And they are a dumpster fiber franchise. Trust me. You would rather your draft stock plummet and you get picked four, five spots later than go to the Houston Texans where you are guaranteed failure. Because not because of your own fault, right? Because of the ineptitude and dysfunction around you will not be fixed in your time of your rookie contract or even your second contract. It will inevitably it's gonna end up causing your career to go into a downward spiral trying mm-hmm. to save that franchise. Let me save you from the Houston from Texans going there by yep. dropping your mm-hmm. stock. He did it once. Why wouldn't he do it again? Now, what happens if you end up on the Raiders? Then maybe he thinks it's better than the Texans. He's like, I'll yeah. get you out of there in a year. Yeah. I'll get you out of there. I'll get you out of there after your first contract. I'll get, and that's right, the year. But I'll get you out of there after your first contract. After your first contract, I'll get you out of there. Yeah. Don't I, I don't know if there's any team up there. Which and I know done. the Colts <laughs> have a lot of weapons, but we also saw what they did last year with those same weapons. Like, they, and it, so there, there is no guarantee any team that's going to draft a quarterback desperately needs a quarterback, which means unless you're going to Seattle, like Seattle's probably the only safe place where you can go, all right, this guy's got a pretty good track record with quarterbacks. And they're doing well right now. So they, they this is a traded pick. Other than that, I mean, you could be trying. I, I feel like it's a weird way to try and sell your client after the fact to go, hey, by the way, we're going to draft your stock. Also, we're not going to get pretty much any endorsement deals for two to three years because we're going to destroy your character. Like, we're going to have to actually go in and let everybody rip you apart. And so you're going to be really disliked for a few years and until you can get on the field and then prove that you're a really good quarterback – and then we can build it back up. But they haven't been character slurs, essentially. Slander. No, but, but it's, it's saying the Manning Camp thing has already been debunked. He said, no, no, you yeah. can And the other one is he's hard to coach. That's not a character issue in terms of getting a, an endorsement. That's a, a football character thing and football traits. And the other thing was uh, from Trey Wingo, oh, there's something out there. So it actually hasn't been anything that will hurt his marketability, in my opinion. Right. I think it's going to hurt his football stock, but not his stock. Now, you got to play and ball out to eat, get yeah, all yeah. those deals. But I don't think it hurt him right now. I don't think there's right, right now some company going, oh, I would never have him endorse our product because look at the terrible stuff they're saying about him. Like they're not saying, no, no, I don't, that, I don't think the, it's that. That's the point that, that Hart is making. We, we, we can't even put our finger on what the hell it is. 
Right. They're just making up stuff <laughs> just along the way. Yeah. That's, the, that's kind of the mystery of this whole thing. Yeah, like my biggest question is, why have we never heard this before? All the people that cover Ohio State, I understand that they try to protect. Texas people would have been able to put a story out and we would have seen something where he was that type of player. Right. When you're looking at C.J. Stroud, we would have heard that a long time ago. There's so many things that happen. And we talked about this at the very beginning. This is a silly season. This is where we start throwing things out there to make it look like this guy isn't worth this pick or we're trying to move the team or move the player away from a certain team. But I'm also trying to elevate another guy to be able to be at that position of the draft. I remember my cousin was drafted late in uh, his draft in 93, and he told me after the draft because he fell to another team, and he told me, he said, they were slandering my name, and it was Mel Kuyper. The mm-hmm. agents went to Mel Kuyper, and they said, hey, this guy, we, we want our guy to be elevated, and this is what I want you to put out because I heard this from somebody else. Don't know if it's true. Hearsay. Don't know if it's true or not. It could have been. Possibly could have been. But didn't really have any substance, substance information there, and they go out there and they start pr- spreading these rumors, and then all of a sudden his draft stock drops. He goes on and plays five to seven years in the league because he was bouncing around. But still, he lost money because of that situation. And that's the thing that every time I hear these mocks and all this other stuff, I've always had a reservation about it because of the fact I have insider information myself of past situations to where it's like, that's very true. That could very much be part of the circle. Now, I get it. I understand it because I want to make sure that Rob B is a first round pick. And if they like that kid from Michigan and I know his people, I'm going to put some stuff out there and I'm going to give it, feed it to the people because I want Rob B to be that wide receiver. I mean, that defensive back pick when it comes time to it, as opposed to that kid from Michigan. It's all the game and how the manipulation. But all I need to do is like Rod B. All I need to do as a GM is like Patrick Davis, and I'm making that difference. I will also throw in that there is something that probably isn't a huge influence, but maybe a little bit in the media coverage. Because, again, I was the one who said, where's Ryan Day? I looked it up. Ryan Day at the Pro Day exactly. said a ton of be- really nice things about C.J. Stroud. Okay. He did it all. None of that made it on to most airwaves. There may be something to be said that the nationwide leader in ESPN uh, does not get Big Ten, and so they're promoting their SEC, their uh-huh. Big 12 guys, and their other guys that they have contracts with those schools. Uh-huh. There may be something that they're promoting those over a Big Ten that's a Fox contract. Hmm. Uh, there may be something to that. I'm not saying – I don't know if there is or not. But he, that is a Fox school, not a an ESPN school. And Will Levis, Anthony Richardson – and Bryce Young all are ESPN. all SEC, all ESPN schools. Yep. Wow, that's now that's a conspiracy theory. Right, that's something go. if you're going to talk about them, <laughs> which which you have more that's access good. to, you have more access to your schools. Mm. Yep, that's good. Yep, we. I mean, this is us just throwing stuff at the wall. We all have no idea. Exactly. Like we just do not know. Trust. And, and it could just be hard. You threw this out there. Maybe this is all a moot point because. It's because C.J. Stroud already has his destination in mind. Yep, he already knows. They already worked <laughs> something out. They've already talked about it. And Because, again, the agents aren't out 
running to the front of the conversations. Yeah, that goes, really? to, goes to Patrick's point is why that, is there not positive? Right. Everybody's CJ reports. Why everybody are we not sitting there like to combat this, the negativity? Where's the, where's the positive? Where's yeah. his PR, the public relations? Thing? And we know he's got a damn good agent. He's got he a might have the best one. agent in all the NFL. Right. He, you so go get your money. That's what. That's why the David Mulligetta conspiracy theory for me makes lots. I'm like, he's awesome. He's amazing. Yes. He's 10 steps. He's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. And now his client is the one that's kind of dropping and dropping. So I'm thinking maybe it's, it's you, right, Horace, that they already know where he's going and they don't even work, care about the negative yeah. publicity. Or maybe it's him saying, I don't want you to go to the Texans. Trust me. I know that organization in and out because uh, my biggest client was there for a long time and he didn't want to play for that organization and I don't want you playing for him. Yeah, it's time to keep it moving. Well, and, yeah. we know, and we know he's met with Deshaun Watson too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he said that during the combine they're was the, he said that he'd met with Deshaun Watson. They're the <clears> same <throat> agent. They yeah, have yeah. the same people, so they every time he walks out somewhere, everybody's looking at him like, "Man, we got to fight this guy again." <laughs> the guy that missed the guarantee, the guy that I have to talk to him later on and be like, "Y'all, let me get my money. Yep. Let me get my money. You gonna have to pay my guy." Yep. Also, you gonna have to pay my guy. Throw out there. He's also, I think, I think he's uh, Micah Parsons' agent too. Yes, yeah, he, he is. He's yeah, <laughs> he's everybody's damn agent. And, and they looking at it like, yeah. We can't win. Yeah. You can't win, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another thing out there, Grassy Noble, before we get to uh, Harge uh, Knock Life, the Colts also another name to throw out there as to uh, team motivated to smear C.J. Stroud and slander him a little bit so that his draft stock drops, so that he drops to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. This guy's terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, He's they, got a horrible personality. <laughs> Coming in at the number eight pick. <laughs> they sprinting to the, sprint to the podium. Get podium. Them, get them, man. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it, I can't wait to see. C.J. Stroud's now becoming a very polarizing yes. wild card in his draft yes. now, too. Rightfully so. Uh, and, and Yeah, and honestly – Hard the more research I do on C.J. Stroud, because I think I'm hoping the Texans will just, you know, decide. No, we'll just pick the best quarterback available, and it's going to be him. I like him more and more the more research I do. Hey, right. And, the more and more research I do, the more I like him. For right. the record, yeah. he still could go number one overall, and he still could go number one. Could overall. still go number. That's one. That's a great point. Yeah. Because we haven't <laughs> heard Bryce Young's number one. We keep hearing the rumor that he yeah. is, but that is not. We have not been that's, told that. That yet. is fair. That's a good point because the height thing. They could. They because of Frank Reich, he doesn't like well, short. Panthers could be trying to smokescreen everybody to say they're going to take Bryce, so someone trades up to the number one pick, but they like C.J. Stroud, yep. and they're willing to take him yep. at two, and they're trying to screw the Texans into trading up because they know the Texans want Bryce Young, that could be a thing, too. Oh, yes, it could be. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's, it's all a game. <laughs> What'd you say? It's silly season. This <laughs> no is silly doubt. season. All right, uh, what you got coming up in Hard Knock Life? I got um, my man Fernando Tatis Jr. is back hey. with the Padres today, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. But most importantly, remember yesterday I was talking about the rodents in uh, Oakland, Alameda. The possum? The possum that's there. <laughs> I want you to hear the audio of them breaking it down, and it is very, very funny. Oh, that's great. All right, we got some hardball coming up with my man Hardball and Hard Knock Life right here on Ball Don't Lie, one four down the horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hards. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hards. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass that's in charge of all of our themes throughout the week at It's Patrick Davis. You can also hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. It's been a lot of fun. There's so much going on. There's all kinds of controversy that is going on. Going on in the world of sports, whether it's from football in the NFL draft or basketball with Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, all the stories that are out there. What's next? Injuries. There's so many things that we can try to break down. But one of the stories that um, hasn't been getting a lot of publicity, but it did a lot last year, was the simple fact of the suspension of one Fernando Tatis Jr. When uh, a couple years ago, when he was the hottest name in sports, it was probably two years ago, when he was the one that everybody kept talking about, everybody wanted to see. My son is not a huge baseball fan, except for his father, of course, but he's not a huge baseball fan, but he did know who Fernando Tatis Jr. was. We got a chance to go out to San Diego a couple years ago when he was really making a huge name for himself in the major league. Matter of fact, everybody was talking about him. He got a huge contract. Everybody was excited for him. And then all of a sudden he had the suspension, the 18-month suspension that was sent down uh, on him because of some things that he was doing with possible PED. Well, not even possible because he got busted. They got a positive test for PEDs that cost him the entire 2022 season. He appeared in 2020 uh, 20 games in 2023, but now he is back with something to prove. Obviously, there's a lot of conversation that has been going on with him, but let's, let's backtrack a little bit when it comes to him. In February 17th of 2021, he signed a 14-year, $340 million extension. You heard me. me. 14-year, $340 million Mm -hmm. contract, which at the time of the signing, he was the third richest player in Major League Baseball history. All that, what is it, Rob? You guaranteed money. Straight cash on me. (laughs) And a lot of things that happened since then. So he he goes into the end of the season in 2021 after he signed that huge contract, had a great year. He hit 42 home runs. He was the Silver Slugger Award winner. He finished third in the MVP voting, and then he went home to play winter ball. So that season, he hit 282, 42 home runs, 25 stolen bases which was electrifying at that time. One of the things that I always talk to you about, one of the lost arts. That's why people found him so exciting. He was that type of player. And then in December of 2021, he uh, had some minor scrapes. He had had wrecked his motorcycle. 
Okay. Remember, oh. you know, and you know this better than anybody, because when you sign a professional contract, oh, yeah. there's a lot of you can't do. A lot of stipulations this, about your physical activity exactly, outside of playing that sport. Exactly. Yeah. You couldn't ride motorcycles. You couldn't ski. You couldn't no water cliff ski. Cliff diving. No cliff diving. Sky diving. You couldn't really risk any kind anything. of diving. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have any risk in your life. Yeah. None of those organized life-risking <laughs> activities that white people love so that much. You, that you had yeah. options yes, to <laughs> not do, but you decide you want to do those, yeah. and they were like, "No, nah, you can't do that." So that is part of your contract. So he had, don't forget, he had just signed that at the beginning of February, mm-hmm. beginning of the year. He had signed that brand new contract. Well, then the report comes out that he had hurt himself in a motorcycle accident. Then mm-hmm. they come back and they do some research and they find out. Wait a minute. He had a fracture in his wrist because he was trying to come back to practice, yep. which I understand. Try to get back to practice. And then all of a sudden, ah, I took a swing and now I'm hurt. I can't do that. Well, they come and found out. They asked him. They were like, hey, man, how'd you hurt your wrist? And was it in a motorcycle accident? Mm. And he re- sent the response. Which one? Ooh, yeah. Which which acts which motorcycle accident? Ding ding Meaning, ding ding. Implying numerous. That means that something had wow. happened before. Come on. So man. then all that stuff starts to happen, and and you start looking at That's it, and crazy. then they go and have the surgery, and then they find out, hey man, you're not allowed to come back until you have the surgery, and then some things start to happen. You get a little light workouts, and then you try to figure out what's next for you. Well, then he came up with that bogus story. That, oh, I didn't know that I had taken some over-the-counter PEDs at the Mm. time that wasn't part of MLB and the Major League drug system. Well, then he gets popped, and they try to come up with this huge story. His dad was part of it. His dad, who was a former Major Leaguer, was like, oh, they're out to get my son because of all this stuff. And they're like, hold up, man. What you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about? This is what You're... he was in church and everything. Oh man, he was doing dad was too like, much. He was oh, like in yeah. a church at one time, trying to yeah. figure it all I out. That. It was the the hair product. The hair, yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> cholesterol or whatever. Oh yeah, he I was trying that. to say, nah, man, that was stuff that I was trying to make my hair grow. And it was like, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Well, then he started going through all this stuff, and everybody was upset when they found out that he was cheating, and hmm. and now he's not going to be part of the team when he comes back because he has to sit out for 80 games. Well, that 80 games is over. That 80 games is over. He's been in the minor leagues. He's done a lot of great stuff. He's put up some big numbers. Did really, really well. As a matter of fact, uh, on April 5th, he hit his first home run off of a pitcher named Cade McClure, and he, he and the, the pitcher wasn't happy about it because everybody was talking about the video and how he was big leaguing him and he was doing his home run trot and everything was happening. And, and McClure goes flat, flat out, he goes, cheaters hit home runs on a rehab assignment because of steroid suspension. Cool. Wow. Real cool. Man. And so he went Petty. down there and he lit it up. He lit it up. He had mm. 515 his time in double A. I mean, excuse me, in triple A. He had seven home runs. And now he's making his result back to the big leagues. And how ironic is it that his first game in the big leagues will be tonight after a drug suspension on 420. Oh, I love it. So, so this is all worked out. He's Beautiful. had his 80-game suspension. But here's the other part of it. 
while he was going through his suspension, don't forget when he signed the contract, he was going to be the highest paid shortstop in the major leagues. Well, now he's not even playing shortstop anymore because they signed uh, Xander Bogarts from the uh, Boston Red Sox. They have Manny Machado, who they have just signed to that big deal at third base. Yeah, They brought in Juan Soto who is a big-time player that came in that's about to get paid a lot of money that they traded for from the Washington Nationals. And now Fernando Tatis Jr. has moved to right field. So he's a outfielder now because he's no longer going to be the most electrifying player at shortstop. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to get his opportunity to play right field. And remember, when all that trade happened last year with, um, with Soto – We kept talking, this is going to be a dangerous baseball team. They're struggling a little bit, but him coming back with his electrifying, magnificent mindset has now changed the game. So I'm going to be interested in this. I know a lot of uh, baseball fans are involved in this. They're really excited Mm -hmm. about it, and Major League Baseball is going to be paying a lot of attention to it. So make sure you check that out, whether you like Fernando Tatis or you think he's a cheater, whatever's going on, <laughs> make sure you watch that because the Padres are going to be a team to be reckoned with when you put all those all-stars together and now he's coming back and he may be the brightest star on that team. Now here's mm-hmm. something else that's going on right now. Major League Baseball and the Oakland A's are looking to move out of Anaheim. Yeah, saw this. We've been talking about this for a long time. A couple years ago, when I was in Air, uh, Las Vegas, my wife's uh, cousin lives there, and he's an electrician. So he's been around Ooh. this story for a very long time. Got family in Vegas. Yes, oh, and he's awesome. been talking <laughs> about this for quite some time. He said, "Rumor has it." Because he called me, hey, hardball, hardball. I need to talk to you about what's going on out here in Vegas. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? I said, are you talking about the Oakland A's? He was like, yeah, how'd you know? I was like, man, we've been talking about this for years. We've been talking about them moving out of that area for quite some time. And I wanted to bring this up because before I get to this story about what's going on at Oakland Alameda uh, Stadium, I wanted to bring up this little bit of information about all of the games in, in, in Oakland. Okay. So we've talked about appearances. We've talked about how many people are coming to games. And Oakland is actually doing a reversed sit-in. So basically instead – I mean, excuse me, a reverse lockout basically. So instead of you not going to the games, they want you to show up to the games to show your support for the team. Instead of everybody boycotting games, now they're trying to bring people into the game. So you are boycotting the the management part of it because yeah. they've done so bad that they are saying, no, 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 let's go to the games. So let me just give you what the crazy. worst <laughs> games that people have shown up for, the attendance-wise. The <laughs> lowest major league game attendance-wise so far in 2023, Cleveland – Versus Oakland, 3,035. Cleveland versus Oakland, 3,400 people. (laughs) Chicago White Sox, oh, excuse me, Chicago Cubs versus Oakland, Mm. 4,714. Also, Cleveland 
versus Oakland, 4,930. Mm. Those are the lowest attended games. You know what other game is? Oakland at Baltimore, 9,000 people. So think about that separation in how this has happened. Well, everybody's like, well, Oakland's always been that bad. They don't care about the stadium. They don't care about this. They know that Moneyball wins, and this is how they're going to go about it. Well, during the season, we talked about this yesterday Hmm. during my um, commercial for Pet Wranglers. And I said Pet Wranglers needs to travel to Oakland because they have a rodent problem (laughs) at Oakland uh, Alameda Stadium. So not too long ago, the New York Mets made a trip to Oakland to take on the Oakland A's. Mm. And Ron Darling, a former major league pitcher who is also a great broadcaster when it comes to the, uh, uh, baseball, had a he was shocked to hear why they were in a different radio booth. Mm. So here's the sound in the lead up to why they were in another radio booth. When, when our tech people walked into the booth, because it takes a lot to set up a booth for a, for a broadcast, right. especially a road broadcast, because, you know, our equipment isn't in there, and they have to put everything together, the audio and the video and, and everything. So they walk in the booth and immediately were met by the stench what? of the possum having, you know, done his business oh. in the booth. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So ap- apparently the the booth reeked so badly of possum leavings yes. that um, an executive decision was made to move us to this booth, which is somewhat smaller and has, you know, a few impediments. Like there's a pole right in front of me. See, see, there's a pole right here. <laughs> yeah. See, no pole there. No pole put a, there. Put a they, possum there. You can see there. So we had to choose between possum and pole. And I chose pole. Okay. You see that? Wow. Wow. So now people understand that why the nice. Oakland A's, even though, even though that they are nice. moneyball centric, <laughs> are losing a major sports team. Oh, they already man. lost. The Oakland Raiders, because, by the way, don't forget, they used to play in that stadium before they moved to L.A. They used to play in that stadium as well with the infield as part of the field. And now it is time for them to move around. It is unbelievable to see that Major League Baseball teams have to put up with an attendance of 3,400 people in Oakland. It's a damn shame. It's a minor league game. It's, it's a, a minor game. league park. Well, that's and and they're going to go to Vegas. They're going to Vegas where it's going to be turned up. And this thing about it, it reminds me of you ever dates, you know, and I've dated women in my time. You've dated a lot of women, I'm sure Patrick has as well. Um and, and it could be for women or men. And you date someone and then finally after you guys break up, they seem to get their ish together. Yep. Like all the things you kind of complained about, all the things that even some of the reasons you probably broke up with them or they broke up with you or they didn't work out, and they finally get it together after you guys are done. You're like, oh, nice. Nice to see you get your stuff together now that we are no longer yeah. a, an item. That's why I feel like the, a, the A's are going to be. Right. 
I feel like they're going to be they're kind of a dumpster fire now. Uh, they're a, a fuster cluck of a franchise, but they're going to go to Vegas and they're going to get their ish together. Yes. And all the A's fans are going to go, really? Now you want to get now it together? You now get... you want to clean up? Now you want to start, you know, grooming, it's like the grooming Las yourself Vegas better? Raiders. Yeah. It's exactly... no, it's, no, it's like the, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> yeah. 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 They won a Super Bowl like that, a couple yep. years later. Yep. That's, what, that's the ultimate example right there. Yep. Oh. Because you know once they go to <laughs> Vegas – they want to field a great team, so they're going to spend the money, exactly. and they're going to get after it, mm. and now people are going to be like, what? Yeah. yeah. We've been standing by you. <laughs> I've been number 3,000 for the last <laughs> yeah. I was one of those 3,000. I was one of those 3,000 that was supporting you with my season <laughs> tickets, and now you're going to go win somewhere now, else? You want to go get married to the dude? And you want to go to Vegas? And, or and, a woman? And we all know that the irony of having a Vegas fandom is you're not going to have a ton of actual real fans. It's going to be a lot of strange in that crowd. Oh, for sure. You're going to be hitting a lot of, ran- we're gonna a lot be of randos. Because we're going to be part of them. Exactly. Because we're going to be traveling out there to go there see you the go. game. So uh, that is yep. that's pretty crazy, man. But I want that's happening. It's done, right? It's, yep. it's not a done deal, done deal, but it's about oh, it's 70, done. 80% done. Yeah, they're, they're, they are on they the move. The they bought the property. They bought the property. Everything. And all, uh, not yeah. Rob, uh, Rob Manford, all he has yeah. to do is. Rubber stamp that thing. Oh, and everybody and wants to be in to Vegas now. Oh, for sure. Every, every league wants to be in Vegas Think now. about it. WNBA's there. Yep. Uh, hockey's Hockey, there. NHL's there. NFL's and, there now. NFL's there. And NBA. And they've already got a minor the, league team there. They the, have a minor league AAA the, team the there. The talk in, in the NBA circus, LeBron wants to have a team in Vegas. Right. Whenever he's done retiring. So he might be this Oakland A's. <laughs> it might be the LeBron A's. Yeah, you know, you're right about that. Uh, all right, we come back. We got off the record on the other side. Uh, Adrian Peterson says, blame Mac Brown. We'll come back and talk about on, that man. right here on Ball Don't Lie. One of four down the horn. DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get. They bring the income. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of. Off the record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. All right, I did tease the Adrian Peterson sound. Uh, we're going to get to that in the 545 off the record because we're a little bit up against it here. So we'll save that off the record uh, for the 545 off the record. All right, so I apologize for that. Um, since we are uh, just you know, got a little bit of time for our, our off the record here, um, just really quickly, Deion Sanders, how about this? Uh, Colorado time. Buffaloes sold out their uh, season tickets. First time the University of Colorado has sold out football season tickets in 27 years. They also ended up uh, selling like I think 3,000 tickets to a spring game or something. Oh like yeah, that. it's it, they sold out a they sold a lot of tickets for their spring game, and I believe it's going to be on ESPN. Oh yeah, you're right, it's going to be on ESPN. Yeah, they're they're carrying it too. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, they need to they need to temper some expectations in Colorado. No, Dion doesn't want to temper them. He wants I, them high. You need, but you're right. temper, you need to temper some expectations because <laughs> these people about to get diabetes from all the Kool Aid they drinking. Hey, they double fist in that Kool Aid. They double now, fist man. that Kool Aid, and when they realize they ain't going to win a national championship this year, like, and man, it ain't him. It ain't him Kool Aid. Hey, and no one can turn around a program into a national championship that quick. Calm down. It's going to take them a couple years. Yeah, they no, no, they stick are, with them. They're deliriously drunk on it. They are. I mean, everybody's in. They got the NIL. They got two of the top five NIL oh, uh, yeah. like earners in college football. Too. Yep. I mean, they are really doing it big. Okay, really quickly. Uh, you guys love McDonald's fries? 
Are you guys McDonald's fries fans? They're all right. Really? Yeah. McDonald's fries are largely considered some of the best fries out there if you get them hot yeah. out of the grease. You you always probably tell them when you, when you were a McDonald's guy, you would tell them, I want mine fresh. I, I was told the secret is you have to order them without salt, and then they'll cook them fresh for you. Interesting. And then, Makes you, sense. And then you add you ask for salt, and then you can add them yourself. Then yeah, they got you. Yeah, because yeah. they yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, uh. that's what I was told. Anyway, uh, but uh, apparently a TikTok content creator used to be a I guess an employee of McDonald's. He says the secret to their fries is he said, "quote I know why McDonald's fries taste different from everybody else's fries. I'm going to tell you guys today." He said it's because McDonald's cooks their fries with beef flavoring mixed within their vegetable oil. So that's why the fries taste so damn good. Well, I used to but work at so Wendy's. From everybody else's. I used to work Did at Wendy's, really? and it was a four corner press that I was used to with the uh, oh the burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The square, you gotta, yeah, the square. square. You got to make sure you hit the four corners before <laughs> you flip it, and then you hit it again. And also the chili meat. That oh. is be, that is the oh. that is the meat from the burgers. Oh, good. I thought you were going to yeah. say something else. Thank oh, you. no, no. I wouldn't. No, I, wouldn't I was put, like, no, hey, don't say it. I no. wouldn't put it in a grease <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was like, please don't. Please don't tell no, us. No, that, okay. that meat is from the burgers. Oh, that's good then. Yeah. I used yeah. to like uh, Wendy's back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Wendy's had a really good uh, spicy chicken sandwich yes, back in the day. Yes, they did. It was a joint. Yes, and they had one of the best dollar menus back in the day, too. Yes, they did. There you go. And I was employed by them at that time. There you go. Your boy been in the streets. You know what I'm saying? The streets of Wendy's. Yes, <laughs> we'll come back. Helped we got, you through the drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> we got NBA uh, preview and review on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Down the Horn.